0: Welcome to the Burning Hearts podcast. My name is Nate Schneck. I'm one of the pastors here at Burning Hearts Church. And today we have Tom Statham with us. Why don't you say hi, Tom? Hello. It's good (laughs) to be here. Thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to this for for quite a while now. Awesome. So Tom is what you might, what the the kids might call OG here at (laughs) at Burning Hearts Church. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But um, if you're new to our family, um, it'd be good to just get to know a little bit more about you, Tom. And so Tom is one of the board members here at church. He's got a lot of wisdom. I'd say wisdom beyond his years. He's a creative (laughs) guy. Uh, He's a cool guy. Um, And so I just want to ask some questions just so the listeners can get to know you a little bit better. Absolutely. You ready for it? Let's go for it. All right. So tell us about your journey with the Lord, with Jesus. How did you come to know him? Um, what are some kind of significant points uh, along the way definitely. that you experience?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I was uh, fortunate enough to grow up in a home where Jesus was known. So I remember getting saved when I was in kindergarten with Mrs. Skolton by the fish tanks. Nice. And for whatever reason, I don't remember a lot of memories from, uh, you know, the younger years in schools, but that's when I got saved. So fortunately, I, I grew up in a house that— Loved Jesus. So I grew up in the faith. Um, I attended a private school and growing up as a Missouri Senate school, if you yeah. can believe it. And I just learned the word. And I think at a young age, uh, my mother in particular, uh, and, and my dad too, uh, we just grew up in a house where we just believed that we could do anything. And that's one of the mm. probably the biggest gifts when I think about where I am today and how I got here. And really, the foundation that somebody else laid for me was the belief that Tom, you can be whoever you mm. want to be. And so I grew up in the faith, and you know, attended church as a as a young young man. But everything changed in the summer of two thousand eight when I got an internship with Pulse Ministries with yeah. Nicole. Um, I was their first intern. So cool. Uh, you know, when I talk to the interns now at Pulse because it's huge, mm-hmm. I'm like. I'm the OG intern. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So OG here but um uh, yeah OG there as well. That was a big turning point. I think I was just exposed to my life was changing and I was exposed to just a different group of people. And at that point, you know, Pulse was relatively small, but their, you know, m- mission and passion was evangelism. So yeah. um that summer I was I interned there and worked on launching a Pulse project at the University of Minnesota and I ended up going to uh, University of Minnesota and getting just connected into an amazing group of people. And I would say my time at the University of Minnesota from a faith perspective was, you know, I would say that time period is when I really got like baptized, when I really made um, my personal faith my own, where I kind of left my family and said, this is who I am. Uh, This is what I believe, and God was so faithful. I have countless stories of just God moving in my life there. And subsequently, I came home. A big turning point was October of 2010 when my wife said, my then-girlfriend, now-wife, said, I'm not coming to Minneapolis. I said, wait a second, what do you mean? I had this like perfect plan in my head of what I thought life would look like. And she rocked the boat. And in, in one week's time, I felt like... God just completely redirected my path in a way that I don't think I've seen yeah. since. And ended up moving back to Fargo and, you know, doing the trench community, um, mm-hmm. you know, way back in the day and then ultimately getting plugged in at Burning Hearts. So I have been, you know, tremendously I just feel so fortunate that God chose me and gave me the life that I have. Yeah. And every step of the way he's been
0: faithful. That's so good. When would you say along that journey that you kind of encountered the Holy Spirit and just His power in your life, who He is as part of the Trinity and the realness of of the Holy Spirit? Yeah, I would say the
1: fall of probably 2008, right when I got to school, uh, I just got connected with a great group of students and I just really i think i just honestly what it was is i think i just started asking god questions
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is praying right yeah it's like it's just talking to god yeah and i had some pretty crazy encounters with the lord that year in and, and the subsequent year and that's really when i really understood that god is here yeah. like he's not in heaven he's not an idea right it's like he's inside me and talking to me and wants me.
0: Yeah. So cool. That's really I good. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's really good. So you kind of mentioned uh, your connection to Burning Hearts, uh, starting with Trench. Can you expand on that a little bit more? And then how you ended up on the board and some other things like that? Yeah. That's kind of wild. So, yeah, so odd.
1: Um, I, I would consider myself a builder. So... I just know God's given me the ability to build things. And Mm -hmm. I was and I never have never had an issue going against the grain. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And so in college I was like, I don't really fit the small group mold. I was like, I feel like I can do more for the kingdom. I think I feel like I can do more for God if I just, you know, do something on my own yeah. outside of like a traditional prayer ministry. So yeah. we launched the trench community, which became just like a random prayer movement. And it became pretty powerful. Yeah. I mean, there's people yeah. like in our church today and people around the country that was like definitively marked by yep. the encounters of, with God that we had through there. And so that ultimately we folded into the, you know, the, the leadership and guidance of burning hearts and then i just remember i was walking in the mall with camila and this would have been i don't even know 2011 something like that and ted called me he's like hey do you want to be on the board (laughs) i was like oh my gosh wow i'm honored and i was like yes i would love to represent the you know the youth on the board yeah and then you know i started my career at ubs and then ended up you know taking over you know, the church's finances, but that's really the, the story, the origin story of, you know, my position at the church here was you just built a pretty cool little ministry with the Lord and folded it, you know, under the leadership of, you know, Pastor Jaina and Ted and Cindy, and then, and you, yeah, and then ended up being on the board and then just took this huge U-turn on the board with what I do now, but it's just the coolest. It's, it's a really cool story in and of itself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And it's, it's fun hearing it again because now it's kind of sparking those memories of being, not necessarily on the other side of it, but like remembering, like talking with with leadership, and like, yeah, I think this Tom guy, he's got something. We, <laughs> you know, that that kind of stuff, and then then watching, like you said, your your role grow, and you know, uh, honestly, like for people that don't know you, you have been pivotal in so many of the the things we've done in the church. Uh, whether it's going after this building, uh, j- just all kinds of things, uh, setting setting us up for success in in day to day operations, all mm-hmm. of that, it's like y- you've had a major role in that. So thank you. <laughs> y-
1: yeah, absolutely. And it's um it's a very, I think for me it's been a behind the scenes role, and that's totally fine. Um, but it's been. I think the lesson I've learned myself is you just don't know how God's going to use your gifts and talents to build his kingdom. That's right. And I was like, I, you know, work in this church in a very, you know, rather strange way, you know, looking at, you know, the church's P&L and balance sheet and, and, uh, you know, and some of the operations, but, you know, to, to reach people, you got to have that stuff.
0: Yeah, that's totally true. So. We're thankful for you. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah. I'm
1: thankful for you guys.
0: Awesome. So you mentioned Camila a little bit, but talk about your family. Talk about your journey with her. How did you guys meet? Um, and then you've got Lucy and you've got another one on the way. Like, what's the due date? It's soon. Um, like,
1: well, the due date is October 7th, but okay. we're, I mean, literally this afternoon could have a baby.
0: Right. Awesome. Well, <laughs> we'll, th- we'll, we'll put this on hold if Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if that happens. Yeah.
1: So uh, Camila and I are high school sweethearts. Yeah. So um, I think when I look at, you know, what God, the life that God's given me, he's given me a lot of things at a young age. And having having Camila as my bride, and we've been married for nine years, 31, been together since I was 17, she was 15. Yeah. Have this really cool, rich, deep relationship we've grown up together and like now we're building, we're pouring a foundation that we'll live the rest of our life on. So marriage has been something that really have prioritized over a lot of things. And just, um, part of the group of people I got involved with at the U just put such an emphasis on marriage Mm -hmm. and, you know, I respect the institution of marriage and I, I just respect what God has for families and it's just a huge priority. It's yeah. just a huge priority, you know, above, above anything else. So we have just a awesome marriage and it's obviously, it's a lot of work, um, mm-hmm. you know, especially with, you know, being a father,
2: Yeah.
1: but it's something we just so prioritize, you know, we're doing some pretty cool things in the business world, but you know, that, you know, she is, you know, like I, I know what God, God wants, you know, and, and I'm supposed to, you know, just refine her and just serve her. Mm -hmm. so and one of my life's missions is to just serve Camila so that when she goes home to Jesus that she's blameless and pure
0: yeah that's
1: so good like that's it that's really good
0: (laughs) yeah and I wanted to talk about family with you a little bit because I know it it's really your priority and we'll talk about some really awesome stuff that you're doing and Mm -hmm. doing in the kingdom and doing in in the business world but like you said it's so important to be that that needs to be above all that other stuff um, 100% and then also as a father like we've talked a little bit about it um at at times but um can you can you explain like to those especially that you know might not be in the place where they have children yet how rewarding is it to to have kids
1: oh man it is uh uh it is it is so, so amazing. I think the word I used, you know, in preparing for, you know, thinking about fatherhood is this like a mind trip. Yeah, I wrote it. It's a mind trip. It is this like most life altering event that I, that I can think of really, Yeah. um, in just the best possible way. And I think what's weird is with fatherhood is that. I'm a son of God. Like I've lived my entire life you know up until being a father, being a son and knowing that there's a father in heaven that's with me and looking out for me and and then all of a sudden, oh my gosh, I am a father. Yeah. And you know that whole that whole idea and reality and truth is so fascinating mm-hmm. and i just i love lucy so much she's just the, the 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 light of my the light of my world and that's what her name means light yeah and uh it's just been this most beautiful refining fun rewarding journey yeah i just love it that's and i just so want a, a pile of kids one day and <laughs> it's uh you're working on it <laughs> yeah i know yeah literally yeah I might have an ad to the pile here in in a few hours but yeah fatherhood has been amazing and i think what's you know something that as a father i'm passionate about is the art of fatherhood is lost today mm-hmm. i think in yeah. in society i think has hugely overlooked the value of dads i think mm-hmm. i've felt since being a father that we're just overlooked like my job is to be successful successful in the world sense and like you know motherhood there's a lot it seems like there's a you know a big movement of mo- motherhood and and that's great and and you know we just pray more of that but you know i felt like society just doesn't really know how to treat dads
0: yeah i think that's true you know yeah.
1: it's it's weird i felt like i was like you know i consume a lot of news because that's part of my job and i'm just genuinely interested in how the world works and maybe this is just what I'm you know interested in but i'm just like gosh being a father is sort of um if you're to take the playbook from the world is rather rudderless there's no really yeah any direction and i think a lot of dads feel that way Mm -hmm. and they lose connection with their kids Mm -hmm. and so you know i've uh i hope you know at some point to have maybe a bigger platform maybe we can develop something here at the church of just yeah helping dads be dads and and uh and not lose connection with that. I think there's so many dads who have lost connection with their kids yeah. and they feel like it's a bridge too far to reconnect, mm-hmm. but it's not true.
0: That's not true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause we, we have the ultimate father, the best father in the world yes. as our uh, example. Yes. And and we need, we need to learn from that. And yeah, it's true. I, I haven't really thought about that, but yeah, you see all these movements out there of moms and like, you know these influencers and all these people that are putting resources out there for mothers, mm-hmm. and like in in my world, it's like my wife homeschools, and so there's like so much out there for that. Yeah, but it's all geared towards the moms, mm-hmm. which is which is fine because most of the time they're the ones doing that piece of it. But um, and I, I feel like there are some things awakening in the sense of helping show men how to be men. Yeah, but not always fathers fathers yeah.
1: yeah yeah totally it's been this weird journey and I've, I've talked to camille about this too i'm like i was like there's just like no like there's no playbook to be a dad and the reason there's no playbook is because our dads didn't have a playbook and the reason they didn't have a playbook was their dads you know it's just been
2: yeah.
1: something that um you know it's is a problem that i hope we can solve yeah you know as as a church body and in, in, in our city and our country and world of, of just you know understanding the importance of Yeah. Fatherhood and the value really for for dads outside of, you know, providing. Right. For the family. Yeah.
0: It's really good. It's really good. Glad we touched on that. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Um, Let's jump into uh, what you what you do. Uh, Not everybody out there knows. So can you explain uh, what you do for a living, Mm -hmm. how you got there, like how you decided to, to go after finance and and all of that
1: yeah for sure so i guess what we do is uh i guess for a living is have my wife owns an e-commerce business uh we own a wealth management business uh we have a little real estate business and then we're working on another software company right now Mm -hmm. so we're pretty um well uh well we just have a number of businesses and it's one of those things where i've been just i'm so passionate about business i just love it and then you know kind of like oh gosh we have a lot of irons in the fire right now (laughs) so um for the you know what i spend most of my time doing is you know owning and running fiel capital and it's a uh higher end wealth management company here and we serve people throughout the the country Mm -hmm. so that's that's what I spend most of my time doing. We have another uh, a number of, uh, of other businesses. But in terms of how I got into it is, and really business in general, is again, I was so fortunate to just, you know, I just came into the world just with very, in a home that I just knew and I also understood that anything's possible. Mm-hmm. And from a young age, I think I just, understood that if you want to do something just don't want, don't have someone else do it for you just do it yeah so um i was you know i've had a number of other businesses grow, you know coming up to up to fiel and i honestly it's by god's grace i think
2: mm-hmm.
1: that was like that wasn't something that i you know i chose to act on it pers- you know i guess
2: yeah
1: but that's just the plan that god yeah. had yeah. had for me was just to be this builder and, and, and owner, and, you know, stewarding the resources that come from, you know, from ownership. And my father, ultimately, um, I joined him at, at our previous firm in 2013. And, uh, I think I thought so much about my personal situation and how, like in many ways I didn't choose this, Hmm. but in many ways I did. Yeah. And just how kingdom that is, yeah. you know, yeah. where it was, there's been a lot of me kind of like fitting into the box of what somebody else made for me, but at the same time making that box your own. on my own. Yeah. yeah. And it's just this beautiful kingdom or picture of the kingdom of, of, you know, making it your own, mm-hmm. you know, with, you know, free will, yeah, but also submitting to, yeah the lordship.
0: That's really good. That's really good. Yeah. 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 So you had some you did some businesses kind of growing up. Um did you always think that you would end up owning your own business or businesses when you got older or is it just been you've kind of alluded to like it's just been kind of following the Lord as you go but was would you say that was a dream in your heart when you were younger totally
1: yeah totally a dream in my heart and then also I think I've been so fortunate to have just words over my life
2: Mm.
1: about business too and that's been something that I feel so so fortunate and blessed about is you know I've had So many people just pray over me about business. Yeah, in particular, couldn't tell you why. (laughs) (laughs) Other than the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Other than yeah, other than God wanted me to know. Yeah. So I think it was you know just a a heart thing, Mm -hmm. and also just you know I'm just genuinely very curious about how the world works, and subsequently how the kingdom of God works as well.
2: Yeah.
1: And and then you know the Lord just interjecting into my timeline of saying, Tom, here's where we are at today, but here's something in the future that I want you to go towards. Yeah. And so some of that is again, the, you know, some of the paradox of the kingdom, but, um, you know, following my heart's dreams mm-hmm. plus, you know, lots and lots of guidance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The voice of the Lord. And yeah, for those of the, you that aren't familiar, the listeners, we would call that the prophetic. Mm-hmm. Tom's had prophetic words in his life that have actually changed the course and in some ways of what he's doing so
1: yeah yeah and and i think the lesson there too is again i don't know why you know i've you know god's been so gracious to me in this way but i also believed it yeah
0: yeah you You know what i mean
1: yeah it's like i also actively seek to hear god's voice all the time yeah
0: all the time yeah and you have to when you receive a prophetic word you need to judge it. You need to, um, filter it through scripture, all those things. Uh, does it, and does it align, uh, with what's in your heart? Do do you get a witness of the Holy Spirit? You know, like, I really think this was from the Lord. And then if it, if it is, you need to engage with it and, and go after it. And that's what you've done. And go, yeah. And, and go after it.
1: And I think the ability to hear God's voice is so, so powerful. I've, I've told Camila before, I'm like, if our kids, if I can leave our kids with one thing in parenting, one thing is that they have the ability and they know and understand how to hear God's
0: voice. That's really good.
1: You yeah. know, I was like, if I could just do one thing, you know, if Lucy's having a hard day at work in the future or having some marital problems or when she's a mom, I was like, if she can just remember, hmm. okay, that's right. That's Let me cool. just close my eyes and just ask God what to do. Yeah. And he'll do it like yeah. he'll tell he'll yeah. like he will provide guidance like yeah. he always has, always will. And uh, so that's just been something that I've I'm just so grateful
0: for. Yeah. I don't have any other word, just gratefulness. That's really good. That's good. Um, let's talk a little bit about your journey from you mentioned working at uh, the firm that your dad was at into launching your own um, wealth management company. I remember talking to you at a few times throughout that journey and it was really hard. (laughs) It was really hard. (laughs) Yes. Can you talk a little bit about the process? Uh, Just the, the things you encountered, the things you had to work through and maybe how the Lord um, encouraged you through all of that. Mm -hmm. So the story of, of this,
1: you know, yes, we launched over a year ago now, but I mean, it was a story of just preparation, mm-hmm. and just—I mean, it was really—it's just all about preparation. And I—I um, f- I knew that we could build something better, you know, for for what for our specific, you know, group of clientele and where we're at. I, I felt like we could build something better mm-hmm. if we did it our, ourselves. So I think the the process was a process of vision.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, it was like you you have to have vision. Like I knew, you know, where, what I want to do, but also, you know, what I want to, you know, you know, the impact I want to have. So this wasn't a huge money decision. And I think some people, you know, see successful people and they just assume it's about the money. Right. But in reality, it's like,
0: You see a need and you want to fill it. Yeah,
1: yep. And the passion behind the impact, you know, like the passion behind, you know, problem solving and, and, you know, finding things in the marketplace that have value and and then creating a service or a product around, you know, that, that hole that Mm -hmm. you found in the marketplace. So I think the journey was one of, you know, for me, it was what am I here for? Yeah. Literally, I was like, I'm going to spend 40 years working. It's like, you know, how, God, what, like, I obviously have personal dreams, you know, I have personal financial goals that I want to Mm -hmm. achieve, but more than that, you know, God, I have this weird platform. I have a very strange financial life for such a young guy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Lord, this isn't necessarily mine. I was like, I understand that I'm standing on not only my father's floor, but my grandfather's floor as well. And, it was, God, how can I best steward this? Mm-hmm. I was like, I could have been fat and happy staying at where we are and yeah, having a very, what other people would perceive as an extremely nice life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, but I was like, that's not, that's not like what, what I believe God has for me. Yeah. You know, I was like, there's so much more to impact. There's so much more we can do and, and a lot of this comes from just jana's relentless message of you know god can save a city in a day
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know that power you know the power and the impact that we can have in the world and i just wanted to tap into that and so subsequently it took me like five years to you know plan and get ready and you know finish paying my dad off and you know the, the rest was history but uh, there's a quote recently that i've been thinking a lot about, and it's from the CEO of a big company called Salesforce. And he mentioned that people oftentimes overestimate what they can accomplish in a year, but underestimate what they can accomplish in 10. Mm, That's really good. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Isn't it good? Yeah. And you know, just that vision of, we don't need to know what tomorrow brings, but we have to dream big enough so God can show up. Yeah. That's really good.
0: That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Oh man.
1: Yeah. And what I love too is there's so many of these just extremely successful, impactful people, whether that's in the business world, education, art, you know, where they're not necessarily, you know, kingdom people, but they 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 are in their own, you know, in their own sense. Mm-hmm. And I just love and just believe that God moves through anybody and everybody as we're all created in his image Yeah. and just you know learning some of these principles in business that you know i don't know if some of these people are christian or not but you know some of them are just true yeah it's like yes we all overestimate my wife would tell me tom you're the first one to think you could you know what you can accomplish in a year but i was like well i'm not going to stop trying because right there's a whole world that needs help
0: yeah so what advice would you give to someone that is feeling like God is leading them to take a leap of faith like like you did?
1: Yes. So I would say first of all do it. Yeah. And the in thinking of this question, I think people by and large aren't very good at judging risk. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I think we're, you know, a lot of our society is you know, built upon stability and which isn't necessarily bad. There's a lot of the stability is is great. Um, but sometimes that can put a lid on, mm-hmm. you know, what what God ultimately wants to do through you. Yeah. And so I think, um, you know, really understanding risk. You know, when, when you look at the Bible and you look at who's in the Bible, are they passive people? Are they people who weren't afraid to go against the grain Mm -hmm. it's like no i mean these people were bold you think of noah yeah it's like oh by the way you know do this
2: yeah build this
0: thing. build
1: this thing yeah or um you know david i've thought a lot about david i'm like gosh you know the way he spent his money i'm like i don't know if i'd do that but you know he spent you know the equivalent of billions of dollars on a temple yeah for god yeah billions of dollars of on temple i mean that's even in today's world, like that is,
0: countercultural.
1: That is wild, yeah. wild.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But, you know, so I think people don't really understand what they can accomplish, you know, by giving away um, or by, by kind of adhering to, you know, some of the cultural norms that, that we've created, which again, stability, like job stability, that's a gift from God. It right. really is. You know, the fact that, Every two weeks, you know, people in our community get paid. That's, yeah. that in and of itself is God's grace to us. Yeah. People just don't think about that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, understanding, you know, risk and I guess how I view it is, and this comes straight from the mind of Jeff Bezos is, um, you know, regret mitigation. Mm. It's, it's, you know, if you were to stay the course today, whatever your course is, how would you look back in your life when you're 85 on your deathbed? And would you wish you did something different?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then so taking that thought and then bringing it back today yeah. and figuring out like, okay, God, what do you have for me? Yeah. And so that would be my advice is figure out what are you here for? What do you want to accomplish? Not through the lens of what, you know, your employer says you should accomplish or what your mom says you should accomplish. What do you have in your heart? Yeah and then just do it yeah and to quote another you know businessman Elon Musk I mean he's big on this he's like people underestimate what they're capable of doing and the, the really the risks at, at play yeah
0: so that's that's really good yeah I remember some conversations we had like without faith it's impossible believe. Yes. Please, please God and so it's just like He wants you to step out, and even in in a different vein, you know, one of the leaders of the movement of churches that we're a part of, Mm -hmm. he always talks about faith is spelled R I S K. -K. Yeah, And, and in terms of stepping out and praying for someone for healing or whatever, but it's the same in in your life, in your business, in your career, and. All of those things. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Faith is spelled risk.
1: Yeah. And it's, it is so true. And I think understanding that you have to let, you have to play big enough for God to step in Mm -hmm. for you to be okay. If that, if that makes sense. Where it's like, if you just live a life that's simple and calm, you know, that's not inherently bad.
0: Um, but it doesn't make space for god to show up yeah
1: exactly yeah. and i think that is so important and it's so much more fun yeah. and i'll tell you like in our business like we move fast yeah and my my thought is always if we need a course correct that's exactly what we're gonna do we're not going to drive this thing in the ground we're gonna we're gonna work harder we're gonna serve people better we're gonna love people more and it's just moving fast fast mm-hmm. and you know taking risks knowing that yeah there's sometimes you're going to be wrong right yeah. like the israelites they were wrong a lot mm-hmm. but you know they kept moving and ultimately you know god won them back and i'm not saying that you know we're going off on any sort of you know strange paths and what we're doing by any means but it's you know you gotta let god be god yeah right you don't want to be god of your own life yeah and yep. let him be the lord and let him Shower his blessings, you know, in the gaps where it's like, God, I need you to show up. Yeah,
0: that's so good
1: and so much more fun. Yeah. It really, yeah, really is.
0: Yeah, when he shows up, I mean, there's nothing better. And I liked what you said about looking at your life and would you regret not doing this thing or doing this thing? And I went through the same experience myself, yeah, just stepping into as a pastor because kind of similar, I was in a position working for a a good company and um, was blessed financially and probably could have been pretty comfortable. It wasn't easy all the time, but it was good. And in this opportunity coming up to become a pastor and come on staff, I was like, I'm going to regret it if I don't go for it. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of the main things, you know, besides lots of prayer and fasting and all those things, but it was totally, like that totally. thought like, if I don't go for this, I'm going to regret it. Yeah. And so I went for it, you know, and I am so glad I did. <laughs> you yeah. Know, and it's fun. Like you're, you're talking about. So, and everybody's story looks different. What, what they might be stepping into or what God might be calling them to do. Um, but following the voice of the Lord and, and stepping out in risk, it, it's amazing when he shows up.
1: Yeah, totally. And it's, it's a lifestyle too, you know, it's like, it is totally lifestyle. And, um, you know, I was talking to, you know, one of the team members and, and this is, you know, conversation we've had, you know, at a board meeting that you've brought up, this was years and years ago, but, you know, wise as, um, wise as serpents, gentle as a dove. Mm Mm-hmm. And I told Dan, I was like, that's our business strategy. Mm -hmm. I was like, we're going to love people and we're just going to be just the most empathetic people. We're going to treat people well. We're going to be kind. We're going to be happy. You know, we're going to do all the things that the Lord is. But we're also just going to, you know, ruthlessly seek to expand. Yeah. And, you know, not be afraid of that. It's like, we're going to make wise decisions. We're going to invest heavily. Mm-hmm. And we're just not going to be a passive company. Yeah. And, you know, with with, with whatever we're doing. And it's like, because that's just the, the life Jesus modeled, you know, where he, you know, would s- sit down with sinners. And then at the same time, you know, I've thought about you know, Jesus knew the equivalent of the president of the United States and the president of the United States knew the equivalent, you know, knew Jesus. Right. I was like, that's interesting to think about, right? Yeah. It's like he would go to the homeless shelter here and yet he'd be, um, you know, meeting with the leaders of our city and they would know who he is. Yeah. And that's, yeah. you know, God wants us to do both and more. It's not mm-hmm. one or the other.
0: Mm-hmm. That's really good. That's good. Let's talk a, a little bit more about business, entrepreneurship, um, and this is a passion of yours. How how do you think those things fit into the kingdom of God?
1: Yes. So I guess the framework that I use to um, to view this is, you know, the seven mountains. Mm-hmm. So I'm on the seven mountains or, you know, I'm on the business, the business mountain. And... Uh, I think I think in today's world too people people are like hyper-political mm-hmm. like so many things actually you know don't fit into the mountain they just fit into like some sort of yeah. political ideology mm-hmm. and so I just believe that you know my company is you know not necessarily a Christian company per se we don't have any sort of you know we work with everyone we Um, you know, don't have Bible verses plastered all over our office. We're just like a regular company. Um, but you know, I understand that God's called me to serve a group of people through what I do for a living and that's just what I'm going to do. And so, um, I think, you know, entrepreneurship, so that's business, but entrepreneurship is the nature of creating something new. Mm -hmm. So am I like an entrepreneur? Yes, but no. Um, I was like, is Fiel Capital something new and novel? Not really. It kind of is, but it it, it isn't in many ways. Mm -hmm. Um, But the idea of creating something new is what God does in and through us every single day. You know, like he renews our spirits. You know, he renews us daily and refines us. And I think entrepreneurship is so much about that. Mm -hmm. And knowing that you can make an impact on the world through entrepreneurship kingdom entrepreneurship is just beautiful
2: yeah
1: i just love it and you know burning hearts you guys are doing your thing during the day and and i'm doing mine yeah and
0: And it's it's all part of the kingdom. and
1: it's all it's all it is all all his so Mm -hmm. um i think the lesson you know to people give you know we we sit in our respected areas and feel like we can cast stones to somebody on the other mountain. Mm-hmm. Easy to say, you know, like, oh, I'm a teacher and I hate the government. Right. You know, but it's like, you know, we can all have our thoughts on issues like those, but it's like, why don't we just spend our times, you know, climbing the mountain and, and having people who are on our mountain join us to, to get to the top. Yeah. You know, and I've, I learned that a couple of years ago. I was like, the mountain I'm on is the mountain I'm on. Mm-hmm. And if God brings me to be an educator one day, or if God makes me an artist or whatever, sure, I'll I'll hop over there. But I'm like, I want to spend my time and my energy and my thoughts on, you know, bringing people up the mountain that God's put me on. Yeah, for sure. Rather than like me trying to sit on the side of the business and entrepreneurship mountain, looking at the politics and looking at, you know, these people from afar and trying to throw stones at them. I'm like... It's literally a waste of time. It is, yeah. Far better to just look at the people below me or above me and say, "Come on, guys, let's let's keep going."
0: Yeah, that's really good. And just to set the framework for what what Tom is talking about with the uh, the mountains. So I think it was in the '90s, somewhere in in that realm, that um, Lauren Cunningham, the leader of Youth with a Mission (YWAM), and Bill Bright, the head of Campus Crusade. Um, we're gonna meet together, and they hadn't really met together much, and both of them had had different experiences with the Lord where they were talking about they were gonna talk about like how do you influence a generation for Jesus, and they both basically got the same thing. They got together and and came up with these seven areas of society mm-hmm. that um, that kind of encompass what is a culture and. And if you can influence these seven areas of society, uh, you can influence a culture and, and this whole idea of all of it being the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and, and that there's been, uh, in, you know, past decades, people have kind of like, as Christians put themselves in this bubble and said, okay, I'm just going to hold on until Jesus comes back instead of actually influencing and and given the God, or taking the God-given abilities and skills like Tom has, and and expanding the kingdom of God in the in the area that he's been given influence and mm-hmm. and skill, and so just framing that a little the, bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- thanks for framing that up
1: because I just went, yeah. Went no no worries. No worries. But I think it's important with that too. Is you know people, you know, we're terrible at making judgments, and it's the world we live in is just it's almost built on judging people. Yeah. And so as important it is to categorize yourself in the mountain you're on, it's also not right to say, well, I'm a Republican, so this. I'm right. a Democrat, and so this. I'm you know, I think this about this issue, so I am that. You know, it's treating people as people. Right. And and it's like nothing else with that. So if I'm on the mountain with somebody who is different from me, it's like, well, they're they're on the same journey that I'm on, so let's journey together, right? And remember what we have in common, and you know, I just I'm I feel so fortunate to have an inside scoop of a lot of interesting families. Probably, you know, I have an inside insight into probably more people's actual lives than most people yeah. would by far, just given the nature of what I do, mm-hmm. and you know, people are just by and large, want the same thing, yeah. you know, and I remind people this too. I mean, people want the same thing. The manner in which they get there is different, but, you know, people are, they're, they're everyone's made in God's image. Yeah. And, you know, we all want the same thing. And ultimately that want is and desire is is Jesus yeah. and everything that He he has. Mm-hmm. And some of this, you know, baggage and blinders that, that we've been seeing they're just not even really real you know yeah it's like if you were to just talk to somebody and i had this you know interesting story where this was back in the election when i had somebody who had you know the same amount of money as the person i was on the phone with next Mm -hmm. and they had completely different views of the world and Mm -hmm. what was going to happen depending on what party yeah and they both thought opposite things sure so after i had this conversation with this one woman i immediately called this other gentleman who was on the other side of the aisle and he told me what he he wanted to do and i told him i was like i just want to stop you here and tell you i was just on the phone with somebody else who had about the same amount of money as you mm-hmm. and you both thought opposite yeah I was like, you both want the same thing and you both thought opposite. So therefore you equal each other out. <laughs> and and uh and uh you know these differences don't have to be. Right. Because at the end of the day we all want the same thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's to be found in Jesus.
0: Right. That's so good. And Jesus told us, commanded us to love one another, not criticize one Amen.
1: another. Man. You know. Yeah, yeah. It is and it is such a
0: um it
1: is such a I just, I, you know, I think God's like given me a grace in this area. I just love to have conversations with people. Mm. It's like, I don't care necessarily what you believe, but like, tell me how you got there.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, and just like respecting people. And, you know, that's probably one of the biggest testimonies of our company is, you know, I've heard from so many different people that they're like you know we just really like to work with you like you guys are so kind you're so nice Hmm. and you know you know at the same time it's like oh my gosh you guys are doing some pretty cool things it's like you know it's the humanity of yeah just like treating people nice and that's you know one of the biggest testimonies you know from what we hear of other people working with us is gosh you guys are nice Hmm. it's like yeah because we should be yeah because that's who our
0: father is Yeah, the kindness of God leads to repentance yes like, yeah, that's good that's really good and I mean you're you're really you're really pastoring people in in your role in a lot of ways mm-hmm. which is, yeah it's is cool
1: yeah and we're um it's just yeah and and I think it's so much of it's a mindset too it's yeah. like a mindset of you know what we're really here for and what we're really here for, you know, walking this planet is to first know God yeah. and to be known by him and then to love people.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. and It's, it's that simple. And then, yeah. and
1: then like the byproducts of living a life of that is just joy.
2: Yeah.
1: It's peace. Mm-hmm. It's hope. It's comfort. It's everything that everyone wants. Yeah
0: so good <laughs> <laughs> so good simple Preach it yeah, yeah. <laughs> well let's transition just to a into a few lighter things yeah uh, as we wrap up um yeah, tell me something about yourself that people might be surprised to hear
1: um gosh you know i love spending time this sounds kind of dorky but just knowing how the world works okay like, i just am passionate about just learning about you know other people's passions, I guess, and and just how things work and how people came to be, and and so ultimately, I, I'm a huge consumer of YouTube. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I watch a I watch a lot of YouTube, and there's just some amazing content out there. Yeah, but, you were telling uh, me you're
0: watching Muay Thai. The that's other day. right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep.
1: And uh, I've I you know I I if you were to look at the history of what I watch, I mean it is it is wild. I mean some people their
0: algorithms break on you. <laughs> oh, I know. They're
1: like, who the heck is this guy? Um But yeah, just the curiosity and just knowing how things work. And and I think I've always had a fascination with, you know, I mean, there's just so many questions. I just have, I'm just, you know, like the physics of the kingdom, you Mm -hmm. know, the science behind the kingdom. You know, how how things actually work, you know, for the things we can't see. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just, yeah, that curiosity just.
0: That's a gift. It's,
1: I just, it's so, I just love it. I'm just, there's so many things that God is so second, third, fourth level on us. (laughs) Yes.
0: That's awesome. Um, what's something that really, you know, you talked about, you know, seeing people, um, seeing people stepping into what God has called them to be or, Or helping them figure some things out as especially in their financial life like that brings you joy and passion but kind of outside of those things what might what's something that brings you joy right now
1: yeah so obviously uh fatherhood that's just been you know that's just great the having a daughter is just it's such a gift i i just i think often i'm like gosh Lord like thank you for for the opportunity to to be in this little girl's life yeah it's uh so fatherhood is definitely something um you know this is odd but you know I've been working on my lawn you know I've been <laughs> yes. been battling battling my my lawn for many years now and I'm pretty happy with where I'm at with nice. that nice. so that's uh that's been one of those odd odd things that's like ah oh, this is good and I was like this is god like i'm sad i'm satisfied yeah with my with my toils and camilla would camilla can vouch for me She's <laughs> nice. like i have i have i have battled battled hard and and thirdly uh and this is getting back to back to kind of work stuff but not really you know building this business or businesses has been so deeply rewarding mm. and what I've noticed is, you know, we spend a lot of our lives living for other people mm. and this has been something that's been such a passion of mine, a burning passion to build Yeah, and it has been not, it's uh—it's not like necessarily fun in the moment but looking back, it's like, wow, yeah. we have covered some ground and this has been rewarding and that's something that, has, again, it, it's been, it's not like the satisfaction of seeing a green, a green lawn, but it's, it's more of, it's more of, you know, this is something that I've really done for myself, Yeah. you know, and the spillover is, you know, into the kingdom, right. but it's just been like a personal dream and chasing after a personal dream is something that I, uh, I think has been, it's so rewarding. And the only reason I say that is, Just to go for it. Yeah. You know, if you have a dream, obviously it's got to line up in life, but just to send it.
0: Yeah. Full send. That's what they like to (laughs) say,
1: Full send.
0: All right. Finally, if you could give one piece of encouragement to the listeners, what would it be? Just in general.
1: Just in general. So on the other end of this, I would say just do it. And... I would say dream, mm-hmm. you know, dreaming requires rest. Like when people yeah. dream, like they're sleeping. Mm-hmm. So in order to have dreams in the kingdom, you need to be at rest. Yeah, You need to, you need to stop and, and, and really understand like, what are you doing? You know, and you, you will never dream if you don't stop and rest. Mm-hmm. So I would first in, I would first, you know, I w- would want to encourage people of, like if you don't have any dreams like you need to have dreams. Yeah. You know, cuz hope deferred makes the heart sick. Yeah. And so dream and then follow your dreams and then do it all for the all for the kingdom of God. Yeah. And that's what I would tell people and just don't underestimate yourself and it's not you that makes you great. It's God in you. Right. That's right. The hope of glory. Yeah. Ah. Uh, so good that's it <laughs> awesome
0: well, well thanks Tom this is really good I think the listeners are going to be encouraged and um, I think spurred on a little bit it, it let's was, go it's was, was really good um, so if you are a listener out there and you have feedback for us we value your feedback so reach out to us on social media what do you want to hear who do you want us to interview uh, we appreciate that and until next time keep the fire burning